0: Business
1: Hour with Oliver Geng
0: on OFM. Now they have been many conversations around the hike in the national minimum wage from 23 rand 19 cents to 25 rand 42 cents as of one march. But let's dial things down a bit. Who sets the national minimum wage? Can industry bodies or businesses that feel the hike is unreasonable have the decision reviewed? And most importantly, if you're a business owner and simply cannot afford the hike, especially when we're forced to source alternative energy solutions in order to keep businesses going. Is there some remedy on the table? To answer these questions and so much more, I'm chatting to jean Kruger. He's the National Operations Manager at the Consolidated Employers Organization. Here is part one of our chat. Thank you so much again for joining us on the show. South Africa's minimum hourly wage has increased as of the 1st of March, right? Yes. Uh, by 9.6% to 25.42 rand 42 cents, And this was as per the recommendation of the National Minimum Wage Commission. For context, Jandre, what is the National Minimum Wage Commission and what is its function as a whole?
1: Look, the commission was set up with the National Minimum Wage Act when it was brought into effect on the 27th of November in 2018. So Section 8 basically states um, you know how the commission must be comprised and basically it is a chairman that's appointed by the minister of labor at the time then we also have three delegates from organized business three delegates from organized labor three um, delegates from the community as a whole as well as three experts that they bring in so basically what the commission does is they are supposed to look at all the factors where the economy is sitting what's going on out there and take recommendations and other information that is received from the general public as Per se, we did actually enter a certain commentary on it, and then after all of that, make a recommendation to the minister. The minister then tables it in Parliament, and then from there on, if it is approved, it then gets published in the government gazette. So that is basically what the commission's role is within the national minimum wage setup.
0: There have been a number of industry bodies that have expressed their concerns over the hike. What is the general sentiment from the labour law fraternity? I think also from you guys interacting with your clients.
1: Yeah, I look at labour King I think we were really shock, to be dead honest. I think if you have a look at what a lot of people were saying and the recommendations they made, I mean, I'm obviously speaking from an employer's organization side, but even the information we got from organized labor and the unions, uh, they, they're well aware of what the current economic state is, what load shedding is doing to businesses. So they have also come to the party and say, listen, guys, we, we cannot have too high an increase. And I mean, it, it echoes as well through the bargaining units. So obviously, certain sectors have their own bargaining councils like the motor industry the metal industry, electric industry, and so on. So even there, we've seen the trends of increases coming in at about an average of 7%. So from that to jump on a on a collective bargaining level to a national level of a 9.6% jump is huge. So I think there's a lot of concern in this jump. Again, the Consolidated Employers Organization, we don't get involved in politics, but we're really hoping that this isn't a, a pressurized system from one of the three, three legs of the parties to try and run into the elections. Of next year, so basically in labour, I think we and it and it echoes through a lot of people we discuss the matter with. Is it is a little bit too high? It, it is not really inflation related, and uh, we we can only speculate. And we'll probably get into it a little bit later as to you know wh- who is going to suffer the most and where is there really going to be benefit? Yeah, but overall, uh, a little bit of shock and awe. <laughs> the Business Hour with the best in business. Now on
0: OSN. If I may ask, I mean, this is kind of moving away from the set questions. Which industries would you say are affected the most? Because not all of us are getting paid per hour, for example.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I think the the entire reasoning behind the national minimum wage is to protect your, your vulnerable employees. But uh, I'm very fearful that these are the employees that are going to bear the brunt of this. Because at the end of the day, if you're looking at within those bargaining units, the metal industry, those guys pay far more per hour than the basic minimum wage. So where is the largest scale of employees going to be affected? Obviously in farming and domestic. Now, I'm I'm really concerned as to what is going to happen with the domestic sector, because unfortunately, having a domestic at home is a luxury. And that is where people start cutting first, because the minute it gets too expensive to keep on, they're going to lessen the days or they're going to do without domestic. So I'm very fearful that, that they might suffer the brunt of the negative effect of such a high increase. But I mean, only time will tell at this point, because even if if we go into the farming sector, and I know you wanted to touch on the agri as well, we say a lot that we need to we need to create a place where we, we want to employ people to try and get the unemployment rate down. But at this point, with implements on farms and the tools and operations that you can implement to be and make it automated is really going to start cutting into employees, which means that if, when employees go and they are replaced by manufacturing tools or anything in that line, those positions are probably not going to get filled again.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's actually what my follow-up question was because, you know, AgriSA told us, I think it was last week, that whilst this will bode well for employees who are currently, who do have work, it creates a problem. It makes it difficult for new workers to enter the sector or it creates barriers to entry for new employees. Your thoughts on it? Yeah, look,
1: uh, I think the, the farming and agri have always been moving into this fourth industrial revolution of automation and everything like that. I think one, one needs to go and have a look at the actual numbers when you have a look at what's going to be expected of let's say a farmer now on face value the increase per hour is something like two rand 23 cents which then equates per employee that works a 45 hour week it comes to about 434 435 rand per month extra now that doesn't seem like a lot but if you start looking at um, a lot of farmers that let's say employ a hundred employees especially the guys who are picking fruit or the guys who are, are doing in the nut industry you know they employ seasonal workers 100 of them, 200 of them at a time. Now, if you just do the quick equation, if I have 100 employees between February and March, I'm going to have to make 43,500 Rand odd more just on wages for 100 people. So that that's the type of jump that farmers are going to have to make. February, you paid this amount. And if you still have that 100 employees at the end of March, you're going to have to make up, as I said, that 43,500 Rand odd more just to be able to pay those people. And I'm thinking again, that is going to filter down. These guys are not going to be able to appoint 100 people anymore. They're going to make do with their 70. And then again, you've got 30 people who used to have jobs but now don't have that seasonal work.
0: Thank you for the <laughs> illustration. That opens up a person's eyes actually quite significantly. Well, once a decision has been made on the minimum wage, can the decision be appealed in any way? I ask because a lot of industry bodies are saying they will engage decision makers on the increase. Will this make a difference? You've already said they meet up once a year. Hmm. So are they submitting their sort of Issues for next year's consideration, or what is it?
1: Yeah, look, like anything that comes down from from the legislature, it it is an administrative action, which means in law, it should be able to be reviewed through the courts. Um, what we have done from our side is we have requested reasoning behind the current hike because I want to place on record with the initial information that we received. They stated that they were looking at a basically inflation plus two, which would have actually brought it to about seven, seven and a half. So we're very unclear as to how it went from, let's say, seven and a half, eight percent all the way up to a 96 So we have reached out to the commission itself requesting reasons after which we will also engage with all our members and stakeholders to see, listen, is there actually a, a ground for review here? I think your most difficult thing that you're gonna sit with if you do end up filing a review is the, the judge of the labor court or the judges of the courts are gonna say, but where's the damages? Now, it's it's very difficult to convince a judge to to issue an interdict against legislation if it's only the fear of certain repercussions. So it, it might be a very tricky, tricky application if they do decide to bring it. We will decide after we've received their reasoning behind the increase and then uh, make a call on our behalf and on behalf of our members as well. Unfortunately, I, I wonder if the juice will be worth the squeeze. At the end of the day, they I think with the rising prices of everything from fuel to food to the interest rate hikes, I think this is my, just one of those things where you know the brunt of it's been moved over to employers to say, listen, everything's costing more, but where are going to lift the wage and make sure that you guys cover employees as far as you can. Otherwise in regards to there is an exemption process so if there is an employer out there that really cannot cannot actually afford the national minimum wage, there is a process that they can apply and they can apply for exemption. History shows, and I think some of the regulations as well, that the maximum will be 10% that you'll be able to get down. So, I mean, if we're talking about a 25 rand 42, we're talking about 2 rand 50 per hour. But again, I mean, if you start doing the calculations, if you do the exemption, you have 100, 200 employees, you know, it, it will it will result in, in, in cash flow at the end of the day.
0: Any closing remarks are directed to business owners who are listening in who are very concerned and I guess also some of your clients who may be listening as well maybe they're hearing you talk about it and are wondering well how do we get through this?
1: Yeah you know, look I, th- I think it's it, it's tough out there and I think it's tough out there for employees and employers alike you know everything around us is going up our advice to employers is to, to explore alternatives to have a look I, I know the last time we spoke about the four-day work week which will obviously not really be applicable to guys earning on the basic minimum wage but look at remote working where you can try and cut costs especially overheads in regards to rent I don't want to say that because we also have rental members as well but to try and make sure that you know you you turn over every penny and use the use the legislation that you can if you if you cannot reach it please go do the exemption process contact someone who is aware of how things work in the labor sphere don't just leave it don't just think you're going to be the guy who will be able to get away and fly under the radar because at some point the inspectors will catch up to you and then you're going to sit with a huge back pay amount. And uh, we hear it a lot, especially from our members, that they're saying, yeah, but the, the gentleman across the street isn't, isn't complying. That unfortunately is not going to help you out. Contact uh, your nearest labor consultant or even our organization so that we can guide you through the process. The Business Hour with Oliver Reng. On OSN.